Bloody Elbow presents Crooklyn's Corner, the podcast that presents a wide variety of topics focused on combat sports and the entertainment community, which features interviews with fighters, media personalities, and entertainment figures. Paid Bloody Elbow podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, Steffi Haynes, a.k.a. Crooklyn. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Crooklyn's Corner. I'm your host, Steffi Haynes, a.k.a. Crooklyn. And joining me today is newly branded entrepreneur Markel Martin. And many of you will probably recognize that name, but we're going to get into it a little bit to give you a little more information on who Markel is and why he's important in this space, because his opinion matters. Markel, how are you? Hey, Steffi, I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Doing great. I'm happy to finally get to talk to you because we have been following each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, and uh, again, like I've just been following you on, on social media uh, on Twitter because I deleted my IG and uh, I just love your takes. I think you have uh, a great sense of humor and I put two and two together just recently when I was uh, like trying to like quickly just prepare for this uh, interview. And I didn't realize that you were actually the voice I was, have been listening to whenever I listened to John's Hey, Not the Face, right? Because I obviously big fan of John's. Um, he's super, you know, I, I describe him as, as one of the most fairest individuals uh, that covers the sport of MMA. And uh, yeah, I, I just love your guys' uh uh, conversations on on Hey Not the Face, and so I'm honored to be on your show today because I don't really do too many interviews and stuff like that, but I thought it'd uh, be fun to chat with you. Thank you so much. And for the record, John and I, this is a joint effort, this interview. He wasn't able to join me on the interview, but he did contribute okay. several questions. So. Okay. Before we actually dive into that meat and potatoes of our time today, give us a little background on your history in the sport and specifically with the UFC. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess it, it'll help to give a little bit of context. So I've been, you know, playing sports all my life. I, I played college football at UNLV, you know, had four major surgeries. So I realized I wasn't going to go to the pros anytime soon. Uh, went to grad school, got my master's in sports management. Uh, and if you know uh, Vegas, um, the only sport in Las Vegas in the time that I was living out there was UFC, the only major uh, sport. So I had actually um, just graduated um, with my master's and I was working as a personal stylist at Nordstrom. And uh, the EVP of Global Marketing Partnerships, Mike Mossholder at the time was my client and I had no idea, but he was, you know, great guy. We got along well. And I asked him what he did and he said, he makes the UFC money. Um, so I actually said, Hey, you know, can I apply for an internship? I just, you know, finished with grad school and I, and I want to get into sports and just start learning the, the ropes, so to speak. And um, long story shorter, 
I went in for an interview and he ended up uh, offering me a full-time position and not just a, uh, an internship. So, you know, I owe a lot to Mike Mossholder. He's still a friend and mentor of mine today, him and Jim Favola. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into um, UFC. Um, so I was there for uh, around five years. Um, I was in global marketing partnerships. So I did a lot of sponsorship deals. And then my last two years, I was primarily responsible for uh, the U.S. market on sponsorship. Uh, and then in 2016, um, uh, many of you may know that uh, we were purchased at the time by WME for $4 billion, um, uh, which was huge for the company, right? There was only like 300 of us employees. And basically, because of redundancies, there was about a third of us that were uh, essentially laid off, right, uh, because of those redundancies. So, you know, no harm, no foul. I, I, I was, I was uh, very grateful for, you know, uh, my time there. And then I was thinking about where I was going to go. Uh, and then I actually had um, heart surgery a week after, after uh, the layoffs. And then in my healing, I was going to go work at Cronky Sports and Entertainment in Denver. And then I randomly got a phone call from CAA. Um, so that's how, you know, come full circle. I, I didn't apply to CAA, didn't even know what CAA was, uh, but I'm from Southern California. So when I, I actually drove out to uh, LA from Las Vegas and had my interview with the CAA uh, execs, um, the head of CAA sports and, and, and the head of uh, baseball and, and combat at the time. Um, and yeah, lo and behold, they, they ended up offering me a, a position to become a, a, a sports agent um, and lead the combat force division. And are you still with CAA? No, no, I'm not. They, uh, back in September, uh, they decided to dissolve uh, the division, which I, which I knew uh, that they're going to do. Um, I, there's, there's tons of crazy reports out there, uh, but I'll set the record straight here. Um, they made that decision, quite frankly, because WME owns, you know, a ton of market share, right? Like in, in this space, um, it's a little bit of the wild, wild west. Actually, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy from a business perspective. And that wasn't the direction that they wanted to continue in moving forward, right? They they loved me. We did great. We had had, had some good clients, but uh, it was right around the time also they had just purchased um, uh, ICM, another agency. So if you know that space from a business perspective, these things happen all the time, right? Obviously, you know, uh, uh, with the WME acquisition of UFC, right? So. Uh, they came to me and said, hey, you know, we love you, but they're, uh, we're going to dissolve. Uh, and actually that year or the year before, I actually started really getting deep into uh, Web3 and like blockchain space, right? So, you know, I did one of the first NFT drops across sports and, you know, did, uh, you know, for example, a cash app deal, which was, you know, the first time a fighter got paid in, in Bitcoin and, and things of that nature. So, I've always kind of had the entrepreneurial bug, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, even my time at UFC, I started a, a cookie company, right? And, and I stopped that cookie company once I learned I had a heart disease. And um, so I've always wanted to uh, pursue it. 
And when the CAA said, hey, we're dissolving the division, I said, okay, well, I can go to a competitor or go to one of these small shops. But to be honest, Steffi, like, I kind of knew that, like, I, I personally had already done what I had set out to do. I swear to you, when I first started at CAA, I said, you know, I never like my first love wasn't combat sports. My first love was was football. And I was actually going to uh, uh, pursue maybe becoming an NFL agent, but I wanted to make a name for myself in the sport. So I told myself, I said, I'll give, I'll give myself five years in this space as a combat sports agent, right? Um, but I want to make sure that I kind of um, make a name for myself and, you know, represent a champion, right? And I feel like I accomplished that looking back at it. So I'm super proud of what I was able to accomplish and, you know, being mentored by some of the best agents in the world, right? Um, obviously, you know, we represented the likes of Roy McDonald, champion, uh, GSP, right? Kane Velasquez, Francis Ngannou, um, and, and many others. And um, I guess I'm mo more known for my uh, my representing uh, Francis. So um, so yeah, uh, uh, full circle. I I decided. I said, you know, I, I want to do more than just combat sports, right? And it's no it's no secret that UFC, because of my my representation of Francis, uh, they no longer likes me anymore, <laughs> for <laughs> sure, because I started to kind of disrupt their business model. Um, and, and, and it is what it is, but I, I said, you know, I think I can kind of spread my wings a bit further. Uh, so that's what I'm working on today. What's your current relationship with Francis? Uh, do you still represent him or do you advise him or is it more, uh, you, you know, just friends now? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's my friend. I, I guess you could say I, I kind of advise him on, on some things. Um, you know, he and I spoke, you know, when I told him that, uh, CAA was was dissolving, right? Obviously, that was it was a, a, a shock to him, not not so much or or all of my my former clients, um, uh, not me, but I wasn't at a liberty to to speak on it at that current point in time. Uh, so you know, he wanted to obviously at that point, right? Him being a, a free agent or getting ready to be a free agent, right? He was kind of already set. Um, so still to this day, no one managing manages him that I know of, no one represents him that I know of, uh, but he and I talk uh, very often and, you know, he knows I got his back like I've always had and yeah, so I, I think he's at a, a perfect situation, right? I, I kind of laugh a little bit because I see the MMA media and all the antics and, you know, thoughts here and opinions here, but you don't know until like you're really, you know, behind those closed doors, so to speak, of, of what's happened, but I think a lot of people are going to be surprised, and and uh, let's just say Francis is in a very, very good position. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast Network production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets, including SoundCloud, 
Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Podcasts, MusicBee, RSS Radio, IMDb, and now also found in your app store on apps such as Downcast, the podcast app, iCatcher, PodCruncher, Podbean, and more. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcast and you will get brand new shows throughout the week, including the Care Don't Care Podcast, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not The Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection Main Card and Prelims UFC Preview Shows, the Sixth Round Post Fight Show, Crooklyn's Corner, the Sixth Round Retro, the Show Money Podcast, the MMA Depressed Us, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, and the return of the MMA Bunker.